Smashing this, make it hard to adapt to this. Put pizzazz and jazz in this, the cash in this, master this, blast this, and make a clap to this. DJ Welcome back to Range Anxiety. That's it. We've had our little brief hiatus, our break, a chance to recharge the batteries. And uh, unfortunately, Paul is uh, away. Boo boob. Still recharging his batteries, but I'm back. I hope I'm sounding a lot more energized, positive. And ready to talk more shit on uh, this wonderful and super popular automotive podcast, Epicast. Yes, welcome back. That was uh, Guess Who's Back by Rakim, famous rapper. If you don't know him, don't worry about it. You're not missing too much. Now, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today I'm coming to you uh, live from the Model 3, as I usually do. It's having a little bit of a, a pesty at me because I've turned off Bluetooth and we're having a bit of a drive-away session or drive-along session today, which is good. So you're going to hear a bit of that road noise, that traffic noise, all of that stuff that you've learnt to complain about. It shouldn't be that bad because I'm trying to drive on some more civilised city streets today. And here we go, the Telstra is even part of it. Um, we're going to stop calling Telstra's, Telstra's, Tesla's, Telstra's too because... It's confusing way too many people. Those American listeners, they don't have a Telstra of their own like we do, so they tend to get a little bit confused and they don't want to do that. So from now on, it's a Tesla. So what we're going to do today is we're going to have a look back. We're going to go back to Epicast number one, you know, when I came out with this. Now, this this is essentially 18 months to nearly two years old, this Epicast. Um, you know, it's done very well for itself in terms of a fan base and listener base. But so much has changed. Even in that short time, it's bloody scary, right? I figured we had more time than we did. But now the clock has just sped up so much, you know. And I don't know. Like I've said before in previous Epicasts, I'm not sure if I'm super happy about it. I'm not sure whether... You know, it's a good thing that all of our favourites are having the axe put through them. I think it's all happening a little bit too fast and no one's really ready for it. Like the other day, um, the Model Y was released in Australia, the Tesla Model Y, and it sold out, I think within the first couple of hours, they'd sold 800, taken 800 orders for these things. Like what? <clears throat> like, I mean, it's a good car and all, but it's just a slightly bigger three. And a three, you know, it's a bulbous, better-looking three. But it's easier to get in and out of, they say. Um, you can fit a little bit more stuff in the back of it, but I don't know where that excitement came from. There was no new powertrain technology in it, no new software in it. I think it's got a HEPA filter. You know, a bioweapons hazard defense filter, but people were just going mental, just falling over themselves, forming lines outside the dealership around the country to look at it. And... As much of a Tesla fan as I am, I I just couldn't fathom it, you know? Why the excitement about the Model Y? I just didn't get it. And I still don't. But that shows how much the game has moved on. Back in the day, when you know these first uh, first generation investors when the Model 3 was released in Australia, it was, you know, more expensive indexed with CPI than the 
I'm in Hawaii is now, and uh, we just had to get online and order without seeing anything and just believe. You know, we just believed. We just ordered and said, here, Elon, here is our money. And we just did it. And people thought we were stupid, and we probably were. I mean, we did get the Model 3 experience, you know, 18 months or I think it was two years after the US. Two years? Yeah, two years after the US, wow. Um, maybe two and a half. But people thought we were stupid, but now times have changed. From that, from that point in time, times have changed to the point where people are just falling over themselves to throw money at this brand. Do you see how that's a weird thing? I mean, it's not so great for me either. I mean, uh, the exclusivity of owning a Tesla is gone. I mean, you need to be a train spotter like me to, to know a performance from a long range, from a cooking version. You know, no, as I speak, here comes another one driving up the road towards me, a white SR rear wheel drive. Now that's about as rent a car as you can get. But, you know, your average Joe can't tell them apart. It's just like, oh, there's a Tesla. And they range, the Model 3 ranges from like, 60 grand to 100 grand so you know there is a fair bit of difference in them they're just not a different uh, badge and sticker pack for example like a lot of cars were so yeah it's becoming way too popular and what i see now it, it, it brings a lot of mirth on my epicast where people thought it was wicked that i used to go down and charge for free at the local shopping center <laughs> thank you burnside village um, I would buy some stuff while I was there, though I wasn't a total ass hat about it. But you try getting that part now. You have to be lined up at the door the moment the doors open, right? To even have a chance of getting one of the three, uh, I think there's three free charge points that they have. You will not find anything there all day. In fact, what we're going to do right now as some research on this Epicast, is we're gonna drive up there and have a look while I'm talking to you. But you know, the uptake of Model 3s is so big that you just simply can't get a, a charge park anymore. And you can't, you know, and if it's not a Model 3 in there, it's some like, you know, boring ass bullshit like a Kona or, you know, something equally as horrific as that. Electric cars are everywhere and it's starting to lose its appeal. Actually, before we go there, we'll go past the supercharger here in Adelaide. Because in South Australia, we've got uh, one set of superchargers in the whole metro area. I think they're the old girls, the 120 kilowatt, super slow. Well, they're still fast, I suppose. But the old 120 kilowatt hour things and, yeah, 120 kilowatt chargers. And I guarantee you... When I drive past there, it's uh, Sunday morning, it's uh, 11 a.m. I guarantee you, uh, they're going to be taken, all of them. So let's go and have a look, and then we'll have a look at some of the public charges. But here's the problem. I don't think, even though, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm electric, DTEC EV, electric Donnan, I still don't think we're ready here, particularly in, like, third world countries like Australia, where we're first world with a fourth world infrastructure. Um, 
I don't believe we're ready. So we're going to turn right now here down Angus Street and have a look. We just don't have anywhere to charge these cars. There are a few public charges around and they're, you know, they're there. And, but it's stupid. Who, you know, public charging, like I've said, is like public toilets. Who wants to have like 10 different phone apps for all these stupid different brand charges? You know, you have to link all these different cards to them. It's just a total waste of bloody time and it's a joke. And then they, they put them in stupid spots where, you know, you've got to, you've got to park your $100,000 car somewhere where you simply wouldn't want to park it normally. Um, geez, he's leaving the pub early. 11 o'clock, carton of beer and a newspaper under your arm. Welcome to Adelaide. Okay, so we'll try and find the, we'll try and find the charges. I think I'm on the right street here. Um, but, okay, I'm looking at some now in a public park. And it's just, yeah, thanks, Telstra. Tesla. Sorry, pal, pal. You're jammed in around all these old wrecked cabs and stuff like that, and you've got to pay for the right to charge. It's just bloody stupid. They need to do something better. We need specialist charging hubs. And while there's four or five different companies going head-to-head -head over it, um, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And should you be one of those poor bastards that owns an other brand EV, i.e. anything other than Tesla, where where they haven't, you know, manufacturers are, are not at that level or caring point where they'll even put their own charging network in, they just don't give a shit, just use whatever is out there. Then in, in, in a town like Adelaide, you can be completely stuffed. It's pretty far from fun. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's all happening too fast. And, you know, and I see these Ionic 5s and EV6s, uh, Kias and stuff like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, look out. We've got a, we got a freedom process. Protest going on here in Adelaide. Parents can't stay silent. No fear. A smiley face. Guys, there is no great reset. We're not in a lockdown. You can go wherever you want. You don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to get vaccinated. What the fuck are you protesting about? There's more flat earthers being flat earthers for no particular reason otherwise, other than they can't see a sphere. So, yeah, I would be I would be really careful buying an, a non-Tesla EV at the moment. You know, um, <clears throat> the infrastructure isn't there, but I'd also be careful. I've got a... A mate that just bought a Model Y, he was one of the guys that just bought a Model Y Performance. Well, a family member, close family member has, so he'll get to drive it. And then while he's he's a bit more upmarket, he wants to, you know, he'll only buy a electric car from, you know, Stuttgart or Germany or whatever. And that's fair enough, you know, if you want the badge, you want the badge, I suppose. Um, but there's nothing good out of there yet, right? Like, two cans, all right. But he wants something a bit better. He wants like an electric KN or, you know, something along those lines. So he had to buy a stopgap. Now, would you be silly enough right now to buy a dollars to $180,000 SUV when you know what's coming? You know, there's a good chance your $150,000 to $180,000 might be worth fifty within a year or two. For the simple fact being that the market is moving so fast, you get me. This is a real, this is a real worry. Um, uh, people aren't getting it 
and they're dumping money into these cars. Like, you know, I, I see people buying things like the last of the RS3s. And, you know, well, they're a good little car, those Audis. They're not, they're not my cup of tea because I just associate them, you know, with the wrong stereotype where people, you know, talk about Tesla man in his yoga pants with his grey afro. I mean, the sort of Audi driving RS3 stereotypes, not too good either. Pop, pop, bing, bing. Okay, there you go. I'm at the Tesla supercharger now. Officially, there's an EQC and a Kona at the public chargers and not one person on the Tesla chargers. So we have three free parks here in Adelaide. Amazing. But I can understand why people buy those uh, RS3s because it's the last of the petrol bangers. And there are some people that, you know, we Stockholm syndrome where you be, you know, you learn to love your captors. And apparently it happened during the um, Munich Olympics thing in 72. And geez, I'm showing my age now, aren't I? <laughs> 50 years ago. Um, and if, if you get held captive with the gun against your head long enough, you, you begin to love that captor. And of course, this is what's happened. People love, they just can't get enough of paying for petrol. They just love it. The more expensive it is, the more they love it. The more they tell their friends, they just can't, they just want to drive even more. And they even come up with dumb shit like, I love it. I want petrol to be $5 a litre because it keeps the paws off the road. And, uh, you know, I'll have more road to myself. Meanwhile, they're bleeding. They're hemorrhaging internally. And they're just not admitting it because they've got Stockholm Syndrome. So it's those Stockholm Syndrome is it'll go out and buy those fart boxes and their pips and bangs and crackly tunes and, you know, all of that sort of crap that they do. That's great. Well, there will come a time, their prices will last for a bit, but there will come a time where the switch just flips. Now, it might be in five years. It might be in ten years. But I saw it happen in the old car scene with things like old 60s Mustangs. You know, they got expensive and desirable to a point there. But now, to your average 40-year-old who wasn't around when they were out, who isn't in love with the movies that they're in, just doesn't want to drive some old bucket of shit with manual steering and shit air conditioning and crap dynamics. You know, your average 40-year-old <coughs> car guy is going to, you know, lust after an old GDR or something like that. At least it was fast, but... They've got no interest in old shit. And this is... Look at... Oh, speaking of which, I've got a falcon next to me. The oldest shit of all. Um, speak, and, and, you know, it, it's going to happen at RS3. It will. My kids' generation, they're 20 now. They're not going to want... They, they just look at stuff like that and go, Ew. And, you know, when they're 40 years old, they'll, if they want to collect something, they might buy an early model Taycan or Model 3 Performance or something cool like that, they're certainly not going to be going out spending their money on something that costs like $100 to drive 10 or 15 kilometres, which is what it will be in 20 years, or the equivalent of $100, even worse. You know, people just don't get it. They think they're around forever. No, I'm going to drive this car. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck what people think. I give a fuck if petrol's $50 a litre. I'm going to drive this car because it's my right, you know. I love to brag to people how I've got the pump stuck up my ass and I became a, become a slave to the corporates without even knowing it. In fact, I love it. And of course, this is your choice. 
you can drive that thing forever and you can have fun and you can do look at this people don't know how to drive in adelaide Oi. oh now he's going to cut me off off the road mate that's it bloody hell there's some stupids around um they don't understand that when that little dsg in between perps and bangs when that little dsg does its thing and breaks as a stupid overly complicated piece of shit will do they're not going to be able to get spare parts to fix a pile of rubbish no they're going to be making shit out of twigs and tape and stuff like that to keep this old rubbish going yeah what happens when your battery breaks in 10 years and and you're up for 250 grand for a new battery because that's what some guy on youtube said well i hate to tell you people have been repairing batteries for years Maybe not in Teslas, because they're not old enough, but there are plenty of people out there doing that now. We're one of them. They can be fixed. You don't have to buy a whole new pack if one cell fails. You replace the cell. Who would have thought? Yeah, but I had someone on YouTube said you can't do that. And what about all them kids? Kids aren't involved in mining lithium. Oh. But I saw it on the net and them fires. Yeah, all them fires, they're a bad thing, aren't they? You know, even though I think uh, petrol cars outburn electric ones, something like 150 to one in the latest stats is still bad things. But that's the issue. It's old men punching at paper dragons. Old men and women that don't understand old men and women that didn't go to school for long enough and can't process logical thought. But of course, this has always been the way, hasn't it? These were the same descendants of people that said, I'd rather walk around and pick up horse shit than drive one of them cars. And look, dear look, what has become of that favorite mode of transport, the horse. The horse is now an extremely wealthy person's device that gets used on weekends, mainly in the form of gambling and earning or losing money on and costs an absolute fucking fortune to run. That's what's gonna happen to your car, minus the gambling pretty much, your old, dirty, shit box, petrol pump sucking, corporation funding on your knees car is just going to be a thing that only the very rich, the very elite and the very um, stupid are actually going to own. So there you go, you heard it here first on series three, Epicast one of Range Anxiety probably not the start you wanted but it's a start that it's the truth you know it's a start that is the truth like if you're looking like i've said before and you're you're 30 years old and you're listening to this and you're serious don't go wasting your money buying anything expensive petrol because you ain't got long to go if you do so don't do that um if you're on the fence about buying a new car right now and you don't see anything electric you like, 
buy a middle of the road petrol thing. Do not go over the top because anything under supercar is just going to fall into a, you know, just a worthless pile of shit within three to four years. People just aren't going to want these cars. I mean, we see it with the Commodores already. Australia's own Holden, you know, people are asking stupid money for them. Um, so you just don't make them no more. Well, you know, here's, here's, the, here's the hot tip for you. They just don't make them no more because no one wanted to buy them. And now the fact that fuel's doubled in price and will continue doubling in price, no one's going to be able to afford to bloody run them. So bit of a tough one there. You know, don't go investing all your money in Commodores either. You know, the special ones, as we've said, will be worth the day, but your SSs, you're tearing up money if you're paying any more than what Red Book says you should be paying as your accurate price guide. Now, speaking of things that just aren't happening, you know, uh, Musk thinks it's good enough to bring the Model Y into Australia. Wonderful, beautiful. I'm sure they'll make plenty of SUV drivers happy. But the bottom line is this. There are only two Teslas that you should consider buying right now, according to me. And hey, I should know, right? One is the Model 3 Performance, that doyen of performance motoring that we're sitting in right now. That's because it's just a basically a good little car. It's fast as hell. It's faster than anything Holden or HSV ever made. Did anyone realize that? The W1 the doyen of, 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 of Bogans was like, would get gap. It was like a four and a half second, naught to 100, 12.3 second quarter mile wank box. And people want like asking for 500,000 for them. Wow, wouldn't pull up. I mean, an A45 around, oh, dare I say it, a pip banging crackle burble RS3. He's just gonna hand the big slug its ass. Yeah, so Model 3 performance, when you want to go out whipping pretty much anything at the lights. And the only other sane option, you know, there is nothing else that you would consider other than a Model S Plaid. There's no room for the Model Y. There's no scraps in my scrapbook. You know, the Model Y, although it's a good SUV, is a bigger, fatter, heavier, slower Model 3 as the Model X, which is a very, very, very cool car, but as the Model X is to the Model S. So if you're interested in performance, if you cannot afford quarter of a million dollars for a Plaid, or don't want to wait 642 years, or 69,420 years, Elon, for one, that's simple, isn't it? By the three performance. But if you have one, Lotto, and you want the very best, there is a dream about buying a Plaid. I like to have that dream from time to time. I've even put my money down. Let's just see where it gets me. I'm not expecting uh, anything anytime soon. I've lost my, lost my way a little bit with that one. So, welcome back to Range Anxiety. Hope you liked our little snapshot. You know we're pretty much always right when it comes to the future of automotive it comes from having been around a long time hope you like the snapshot be don't be shy but send us your requests i'm just about to head into the underground car park now i'll bring you the results um next epicast but don't be shy to send your requests through to dtech d-t-e-c-h 
at senet, S-E-N-E-T, dot com, dot A-U. And thank you once more for listening to the one, the only, the best automotive epicast podcast wankfest in the world that is called Range Anxiety.